Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. Thanks for being with me. We are working through a funeral psalm to live by, um, which is what I'm calling Psalm 23, because the, the words of comfort and, and joy and of hope and of life that are in this verse aren't just intended to be spoken at the graveside. They really do have important things to say to us as we live day by day in this world. And as I was thinking my way through the psalm, one of the most familiar images of a shepherd is one of leadership. As the shepherd strides confidently to the front of the flock and the flock comes behind him. And that's the image that we have in Psalm 23 verse 3. When we read, He restoreth my soul, he leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. So, the Lord restores my soul. What does this mean? When you look at this passage in, in the original Hebrew, when it says that he restores my soul, it can mean that he returns my soul. He gives it back. And that word soul, uh, it can also be translated life or, or breath. It's really the essence of who you are. So, th this is how I'm understanding this. In Psalm, excuse me, in Ephesians chapter 2, it says that we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but now we are alive in Christ Jesus. So what was lost when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and when humanity fell into sin, that is when we lost holiness, which is an essential part of, of being made in the image of God, uh, God responded to that by giving His only begotten Son in order to save us and to restore us or to return us to a right relationship with Him. And that means that this holiness is given to us once again. We have a new life. Our God, our Good Shepherd, saves us and takes us back into His flock despite the fact that we were dead. And He makes us alive again. And all of this is through faith in Jesus. So now that we have this new life, which is a great gift, what's next? Well, in one sense, it's enough to just say, well, that's it. He's given us life and He's given us salvation. But God doesn't leave it at that. It says that He restores my soul. He gives me this new life. But He also leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. This is that image of the shepherd with, with leadership that I, that I spoke about before. And I want you to notice that it says that he leads me. I often decry our culture's self-absorption and individualism. Uh, this idea that the Christian faith is about me and Jesus. Um, it's about us and Jesus. I, I really like to emphasize you know, since we're using shepherd images here, I like to emphasize the flock, or we might call it the church, or we might call it the body of Christ. This idea that we're part of something bigger than just our, our individual selves. And I think that's an important, an important antidote to the rampant individualism that we find in our culture today. 
you know, we feel like we are only accountable to ourselves and everybody has to bow to our thoughts and our whims and our ideas. No, we, we are part of a community and we're part of a body in which Christ is the head. Uh, and as much as I would like to emphasize that communal nature of our relationship with God, I, I really do have to be honest that part of our relationship with God is personal and it is individual. Every Sunday when we say the creeds, it's not we believe, it's I believe. This is my faith. This is part of who I am. And remember that Jesus praises leaving the 99 to go search for the one and he celebrates the one's return. And so, in a very true and right sense, we can say that each of us, as we come to faith in Jesus, we're celebrated as an individual who has been saved and redeemed. And so, it is right to say that God is your personal shepherd, that Jesus is your good shepherd. And he's a, a shepherd who leads me in paths of righteousness. Now, I don't know what kind of an image you get in your mind when you hear that word path, but this is kind of a neat word in Hebrew. It's not just like there's this track that kind of meanders and disappears and reappears. This path, it's one that's well-worn. It's firmly established. It's been walked by many people. That's, that's kind of implied in, in the word in the Hebrew. So, as I said, it, it's, it's not some kind of a track that disappears and when it goes around the bend and you're like, well, where do I go now? Now, Jesus often speaks of going through the narrow way, but when he says the narrow way, it does not mean that it is a hidden way. These paths of righteousness are made clear in God's word as the shepherd leads us. It's important to remember we are not the first to walk this path. We're not the first Christians. We're not the first believers in the Lord. And we have much to learn from those who have gone before us in faith, trusting in the Lord and his Messiah, Jesus. And so he leads us on these well-worn paths of righteousness. Now, when we say righteousness, uh, there are a couple different ways for us to think about this. And I think that's okay because this is poetry. Um, one is that we understand that, that righteousness is what is correct, what is right. And this word is, is used in, in ways that sometimes resemble God talking about salvation. Sometimes it resembles talks, talks about justice. Um, but this, this word, when we interpret it in light of Christ, which again is right, because Jesus says, you search the scriptures, but they speak of me. Everything in, in what we call the Old Testament is about Jesus as well. We can think of righteousness in, in two different ways. One of them is in terms of ethical living, that God leads us into living ethically. Because Jesus does talk about loving the least of these. He, he talks about loving our neighbor as ourself. He talks about justice and mercy and kindness. And don't lose track of the fact that he, he talks about truth and, and the, the unbending way that is shown to us in, in the Ten Commandments, that there is a way to live in a right relationship with God and our neighbor. Now, we break that way all the time. We call that sin. 
And so the second kind of righteousness that we're talking about is really important. Now, did I just say that the first kind was not important? No, I did not say that. It is important because Jesus leads us in these ways. And part of the importance is I do think that it reveals our sins so that we know that we need a Savior. But we are called as people who are now alive in Christ to live differently from the world, to live according to God's ways. But when we don't, it is really important for us to remember the second way that we talk about righteousness. And that is righteousness as a gift that is declared to us and given to us to be received by faith. Righteousness is a gift that is declared and received by faith. So when we talk about being led in paths of righteousness, I think our mind often goes to this ethical side of that word. But I think it's important to think also in terms of he's leading us in paths of reconciliation. He's leading us in paths of forgiveness. And I think it would be great if we could place a higher premium on displaying the latter over the former. Because a lot of people think that when we look at Christians, what we want to see is ethical behavior and, and uh, this righteousness that, that is shown in the way that we act. And yes, we do want to act righteously. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But I think that the heart and the core of our relationship with God is that he makes us righteous in Jesus. He declares us righteous. He reconciles us to himself. And that's what really needs to be displayed. That's the path that people need to be led into in order to have eternal life. And the psalmist says that God does all of this for his name's sake or on account of his name. So go back to verse 1. Who is your shepherd? And what is his name? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? Now, that word, the Lord, it's a placeholder for God's actual name, which we might pronounce Yahweh, uh, or in translating, going back to Exodus, when he says, you know, by my name, I'm making myself known. Uh, I am who I am, or just I am. And the other name that we know for God, or one of the other names we know for God, uh, very personal names, is Jesus, which means Yahweh saves, or I am saves. So, this Lord that we serve is the life-giving, path-leading, righteousness-making God. He is the God who, who is. He is the God who is Savior. He is protector. He is creator. And he is your shepherd. And it makes me think of John chapter 10, where Jesus talks about being the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And Jesus lays his life down for the sheep, for the church, but also for you personally. And authority has, is his to lay it down, and he has the authority to take it up again. And that's what he has done. He laid down his life when he was crucified for you and for me. And he took it up again when he was raised from the dead. And he's your shepherd who gives you life. And he leads you in paths of righteousness. Paths that are, are grounded in his forgiveness, but also paths 
and change who we are and how we live. Thanks for taking some time for being with me today. I hope this was beneficial to you. And if it was, please like it, share it, um, and come back next time when we get into uh, to verse 4. God's blessings. Mm-hmm.